that time again for the assault on your ears we call Lower Dorks, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. I'm Aaron, and with me as always tonight is Stavros. On our screens are the post-credit scenes. The pre-credit scenes. Pre-credit scenes. Oh, wait, so like cold opens? Cold opens, yeah, you got it. Oh shit. <laughs> I, you know what I a cold open is? not prepared for this. Not at all. Oh, well, you know, that's why we're going to talk about what exactly a cold open is. So in case you didn't know, a cold open is when you jump directly into the story at the beginning of a show before the title sequence or opening credits. And in this episode today, we are going to be talking about our favorite cold opens of Lower Decks. Uh, we're going to do it by season, so our top three of each season. And then we're going to argue about which cold open should hold the number one spot. Okay, so where are we starting? You know, usually by now we talked about our drinks, but um, in this case, we are drinking uh, several different flavors of moonshine, um, the Old Smoky brand. We've drank Old Smoky on the show before. Um, I feel like we need to, you know, get a hold of them. Maybe they'll sponsor our show or something because we keep drinking their stuff. Frankly, I'm not sure if I need more uh, whiskey. (laughs) You know, funny thing, I've never had moonshine before. Um, I've always kind of thought of it as like, you know, moonshine, the stuff that like somebody's made in their bathtub in the basement, you know. You know what, we're going to try our three flavors here and we'll talk about each one uh, as we get into each, uh, each season. Indeed, the Duke brothers would be proud. (laughs) Well, shall we start with uh, season one then? Yeah, let's uh, do this thing. Yeah, so we uh, our first flavor of Old Smoky Moonshine um, is called White Lightning. And I've uh, poured myself a little bit of White Lightning here. Let's give it a shot and see how it is. It smells like rubbing alcohol. It does indeed. <coughs> oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. It tastes like rubbing alcohol. Oh. This is not a good start. Oh, man. That's delicious, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, boy. <laughs> Goes down smooth. Jesus. Not what I call smooth. I I don't know. Is white lightning supposed to be a flavored moonshine? No, it's it's a very basic moonshine. It's like it's like vodka, right? You don't drink it straight up unless you're an alcoholic. Well in that case I brought some I brought a mixer just in case because I thought this might happen considering we're drinking moonshine. I'm gonna add some ginger ale to my to my white lightning right now. Yeah, I'm gonna throw some curacao in there and even this thing out a little. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, let's talk about our season three. Season, season one, one is opens. a hard it's it's a hard choice. There are just so many bangers in this season. There are a lot they of are good all ones. good. But yeah, let's let's get into it. What are your uh what are your choices? Yeah, so my top three, we're gonna start at number three. Uh my number three for season one is season one, episode ten, no, no small parts. Hey, that was me too! It's really? The, uh, wow. It's the one. I was wondering if it, uh, the yeah. Landrew one. Yeah, Landrew. Yeah, we we just told you to stop the red hour. Yes. And uh and the uh the Boimler uh, little captain kisses is what really uh, put that into the top 3 for me. Oh, and he gets man. beamed up and uh after confronting Mariner about you know what? for being the captain's daughter. My my two big takeaways from this are the picture of Kirk and Spock. But it's like the TAS, Kirk and Spock. Yeah. And then when Landrew, uh, when Freeman is threatening Landrew and Landrew's all like, Landrew apologizes. And then the (laughs) one guy is all like, I love the red hour. And they're like, there is no more red hour. 
He's like, but I just bought a new scythe. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so well put together. Solid comedy. Oh, yeah. man. Plus, they also go back to those old scientists in the crossover. So Yeah, I hope that's one thing that keeps popping back up. But I think the uh, writers yeah. know it's a fan favorite. So <laughs> I think so. Wow, that's that's amazing. We're already in agreement. We're in lockstep on this episode. Yeah, I yeah and definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it'll hold through to the rest one. So what's your number two? Yeah, so my number two is season one, episode two, Envoys. If you don't recall, that is the one where Tendi and Mariner are walking through the corridors and the evil Sparkle Ball alien comes in and poops out a tricorder with a purple stripe because they threatened to put it in a tube. I, it was great. I love the trans-dimensional energy creature, although I question like the physics of it. Like, how <laughs> yes. is he... How could they stuff it in a tube? Well, yeah, yeah. like... He he flew through a wall a moment ago. How did how did Mariner get it in a headlock? Doesn't make any sense. I don't think you can think too hard about these things. The fact the the joke about basically pooping out the tricorder and the energy cell to go with it, and then having it having the the creature just go threaten Captain Freeman, and then just gets annihilated when Captain Freeman walks into it. Yeah, that puts it in the number two spot for me. Ah, not me. I do love the purple stripe tricorder, and I love the fact that that's like. What is the deal? Because what is it? It's the the TI eighties or whatever the the engineering yeah. scanners, something like that. They had a purple yeah. stripe too. Like, is that like all so. the new versions just get purple stripes or some bullshit? <laughs> the the good ones have purple stripes, I guess. I guess that's a thing. Who knew? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah that I'm didn't even see what your number two is. Make it onto my yeah. list. No. Wow. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I think that that's a solid joke. But let's go to my number one. Obviously, Cupid's errant arrow was number one. I mean, you just you couldn't beat it. <laughs> Is that even in? The, that's the, that's what didn't even have a cold open. You're a maniac. <laughs> you're like no cold open is better than some cold open. Your list <laughs> your list is already out of control. No, my number one is episode six, Terminal Provocations. That is the the warp engine whoosh noises. Oh, so open. good, so good. You know, and it's it's funny. Like as they're arguing over the the warp engine noises, but what really just like blows it out of the park is Ransom's response. My only complaint <laughs> yeah. is that he didn't just start phasering people. Um, didn't quite make my yeah. number one. That was my number two. Oh, but, oh such such a good crazy. opener. Yeah, I love this, the disagreement of the Lower Deckers. I'm like, no, like, Voyager had, like, oscillating, you know, subharmonic regulators. That one's more high-pitched. Yeah. <laughs> just solid, solid Star Trek joke. And where they're all just standing in the corridor with, like, their hands over their mouths going, different noises. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't make your top three, though. No, wow. no, uh, Terminal Provocations was my number two. Yep. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And what is your uh, number one, then? My number one is actually probably one of my favorite episodes of season one as well. It is the opening to Veritas. That is the uh, trial Uh, episode. And the reason this one is so good is because it's super dramatic. There's dramatic music. There's so much tension. The way they deliver their lines is so high stress and serious. But all of the dialogue is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) The The Tendi worried about the ice ice, ice replication. Oh my god, (laughs) it's just fantastic. So, so good. That was was the middle of the pack for me. That was my number five. It had some, I liked it. It was was still good, but it just couldn't beat the the sparkle ball pooping out tricorders. You know what really surprises me about that being your number five? Is uh, mm. after I got to three, I just stopped ordering. I'm pretty damn lazy. So, 
It was my only way I could logically accomplish this list. I had to do all of them in, in order. Yeah, I know. It's that uh, OCD in you. Yeah, it, it really comes out in the, when it comes to lower decks, apparently. Yeah, no, that's a solid one. I I I like I love the the ten D <laughs> replicating ice joke, but it it just wasn't. There were too many solid competitors to to have that break. In the no, like this this season was like they were all just really great, and it's interesting too because there's this swing between the cold opens where you don't have it as much in the later seasons, but there's tons that like maybe even like half of them that just have almost nothing to do with the episode and there's others which are all episode set up and they all work just as well there's really only one that i think really just fell super flat and that was a moist vessel which was just super Mm. bland that was actually my number four that was that almost was in my top three what what didn't you like about the the whole yawning thing just what i mean it was it was mildly humorous but it's just it was kind of not a great bit and there wasn't really anything else Mm. in there that really resonated unlike you know like the the opener for second contact the very first scene in the entire series is such a great grabber and such a great communication of what the series is about and it's just a joke a minute but does a great job of establishing character the fact that that didn't make my number my top three slots kind of says something about how good the openers in this season were you know it's funny you mentioned second contact i actually ranked that one dead last what um, and yeah, I know. I'm actually salty at that cold open, um, and the reason why is because the dialogue is too fast. It like I feel like it sits, it puts the series up on the wrong foot. It's so funny. I have this whole big thing written in here from my notes of watching this. <laughs> yeah, and literally the last line is, but it has that season one problem of the dialogue being yeah. way too fast. Yeah. Like imagine it's I know I realize it's trying to set up the comedy of the show, but you know, I've I know other fans that like started off watching Lower Decks and that's the first scene. And it's just like it it's it's slapstick because Mariner's trashed. <laughs> but it, and and the dialogue is so fast, I feel like it like instantly turns some people off when the show did not deserve to get treated like that. And I think it's mostly this cold open's fault. As you can tell, I'm really salty. Yeah, very salty. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that was a problem. I think Season one is definitely more um, slapstick and faster paced than I think the later seasons are, but I don't think that's a detractor. I think that initial cold open does a great job of grabbing, and I just, I can't downright it for that. Yeah. Yeah, looking back at it now, God, just, just, it's seared into my brain about how some people, you know, just the dialogue's too fast and to turn people off. I wish... I went, and those people like they just didn't give lower decks a chance, and it, I just can't too salty for it for it to to have it be anywhere else than last freaking place. <laughs> That's all I could say about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to season two, shall we? Okay. What do we got on the uh, the table this time? Yeah. So we're still drinking moonshine, but this one the flavor is called Hunch Punch. So it's uh, I actually took a whiff of it earlier. It literally just smells like fruit punch. Let's uh, let's give yeah. this a try. Hey, it's actually smoother. Yeah. Yeah, much smoother. Whoa. Very punchy, too. You know what? It's still... I think it's still, like, the same alcohol percentage, too. It's still 40% alcohol. Yeah, but it has other flavors that kind of tone down the just pure 
rubbing alcohol Busyness. <laughs> yeah. sense you get from right. it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely would be a great mixer. Pretty much anything fruity, I think, would fit well with these two drinks. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're moving in the right direction here, flavor-wise. That's for sure. I think so. And, you know, going back to the White Lightning, I actually mixed ginger ale with it. And, whoa, did that improve it. Yeah. Took the edge off and makes it much more drinkable. Well, I apparently poured too much white lightning, so I wasn't able to finish it all during our first segment. <laughs> no. So now I poured get it that into trash? my my hunch punch, and I'm oh, doing dear. hunch punch white lightning. Surprisingly, <laughs> didn't change the flavor of the hunch punch really? at all. Interesting. Yeah, missing out. I mean, it just tastes like a little tangy fruit punch. Yep. So, okay. If you want to get trash at moonshine, this is the way to go. I guess. <laughs> okay, season two. Season anyway. Two. Yeah, season two. So my number three uh, is episode one, Strange Energies. Um, this is the one that starts off with Mariner in her holographic uh, combination therapy slash aerobics program. Yep. Uh, where she's breaking out of the Cardassian camp and is salty at Boimler, kind of goes off on him for the real Boimler leaving. Um, and that's the one where Jen kind of walks in and goes like, um, excuse me, what are you doing? Yes. And, you know, she's all pissed off at her. And then, of course, who can forget the line at the end of the cold open that it's leg day. <laughs> I love I the delivery really of it. It's so <laughs> serious and so dramatic. <laughs> it's leg day. Like, oh, <laughs> so good. I mean, it's just so good. This definitely <laughs> made it on my list, but I actually ranked it number one because oh, okay. it carries so much in this cold open. And yeah. I'm going to sound like, you know, an overbearing, you know, <laughs> smarter yeah. than thou jackass here as you? I get into this. That's not Quiet, right. Quiet, Stavros. <laughs> Our friendship isn't that important to me. <laughs> not at all. So, like, first off, the visuals are just great. They're so epic. I love mm. the design work in this. You know, when we, when we reviewed this episode, when we did the ships of season two this thing is just visually dense right so i like that aspect of it but it also carries on story elements that we've seen before it does a really good job of communicating where we are at at the end of season one yeah it continues mariner using the holodeck for therapy Mm -hmm. it's just non-stop exposition Hollow Boimler explains why their relationship is on the rocks and why he's not there in the beginning. Right. It's just nonstop. And it deals with her and her relationship with her mother and explains what's going on. And then the ending with Jen is just fantastic. So good. <laughs> that that just ridiculous interaction. And it's kind of really the first... Well, no, I think we've actually seen something more of this. But it's it's the beginning of the Jen-Mariner relationship. Whereas, right. you know, the last time we saw this, Mariner didn't really show interest in Jen. Just had strong feelings about her, but they were negative. Whereas this, they're kind of peppered with mild attraction. Right. That's my number one for this season, but, you know. Yeah. Wow. I don't know about it being number one. I think it's a solid number three. Oh, man. Definitely wrong. Yeah, anyway. well, I mean, some people just don't have taste. What can you say? <laughs> There's no accounting for the lack of taste. That's just, you're right. Let's go to my number two. My number two is episode three, We'll Always Have Tom Paris. Um, and that uh, cold open, Boimler's back. He's trying to get any the replicator to give him any food, and the replicator doesn't recognize him. But the real comedy gold of this cold open is Rutherford seeing Shax. He's back. 
No one knows why. Mariner's fine with it. Rutherford is super freaked out. Um, Shax orders spicy kiwi ketchup on his hot dog, which is completely complete nonsense. That sounds awful. <laughs> I am really with bad. Mariner on this one. Why mess with ketchup? Oh. <laughs> Uh, but I, I really loved the, the rather, I mean, Rutherford's my boy, as, as I keep saying, and like that, like have him so freaked out about something that's just so normal is really what sold that one. Oh for yeah. So Did that make your top so well three done. now? You know what? I don't know what you were thinking with your number two. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's a good episode, but my number yeah. two, I had to go with season two, episode three will always have Tom Paris. It's the episode where Shax <laughs> comes back and... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking maniac is that really your number two so yeah it's my number two. <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> um, if your number one is what i think it's gonna be this is gonna yeah. be fun but you missed two <laughs> things that i really love from this and that okay. is boimler trying to get food from the replicator and it not yeah. recognizing his authorization like why do you yeah. need authorization to get food from a replicator <laughs> that's a great point yeah what do they do on all these like diplomacy you know uh representatives come over and they try to order food and they just can't you know and somebody has to add their authorization (laughs) i just have this sneaking suspicion that where there's there's like a behind the scenes moment that you just don't see in (laughs) star trek where they go to order food some ambassador goes to order food from the replicator and some poor ensign who is supposed to add their credentials just <laughs> skipped over them or were supposed right. to give their you know credentials to Luoxana Troy mm-hmm. and instead gave it mm-hmm. to you know Deanna Troy and now like right. it's just a disaster of an event because you know Luoxana is not going to stand <laughs> for that she's going to make no. a scene yeah totally whole bit makes no sense <laughs> and finally my like god this whole scene was so good like I, if it wasn't yeah. for how good I love Strange Energies this one would be my number one. Uh, I also love, it has my favorite Mariner quote, which is, you know, the what's up, we doing sci-fi stuff today. We doing sci-fi stuff, yeah. Delivery is fantastic. I love that line. Utterly <laughs> ridiculous. I, I know that it's just trailer bait, right? They wrote it so they could put something in the trailer, but totally so good. I love that line. I wish I had a t-shirt with it on it. You know what? We can make that happen. Solid number two, hard fight between it and number one well let's talk about my number one then it is episode two Kayshawn's eyes open what yeah this is Jet joining beta shift Jet and is he the and Mariner worst. get into it how dare you <laughs> the, sh- the face off in the sonic showers where they keep turning on the intensity of the sonic showers and they keep they get into the <laughs> they get a little competition there and, uh, you know, at some point, one of them says, I've never felt more alive. And that was that was just amazing. So I, that was a top contender. That cold open was really good. Uh, the episode was good, too. I think we both love that one. You know, the first time around, I just I thought that was the best scene. It was hilarious. I loved their chemistry between Mariner and Jet. And it was great. But like every time I rewatch it, it just it kind of loses a little bit. It's less oh. punchy. It's very no way. just what happens. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just something about it. Just yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't do it for it you. Doesn't do it for me anymore. So I mean, yeah. I still like the cold open and I love the shower battle, but yeah, definitely didn't even make my top three. Interesting. So what is your number one then? Well, my number one was Strange Energies. It's my number three. We have to talk. Oh, that's about. right. Your number three. So my number three was Wage Douge. 
If you'll recall, this is the episode where we had the three different stories yeah. from the three different lower deckers. And you... Isn't there no cold open for that one? <laughs> God damn it, dude. Fucking maniac. Thanks for stealing my thunder! <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was not ways, dude. It's just my number three. My number it's three... Fucking... You're out of control. This uh, this moonshine is... <laughs> oh, and I have to do one more, too. This is too much. <laughs> My number three I is I Excretus. <laughs> and this was this was a hard fight. Oh. Because, like, Where Pleasant Fountain Lies had, you know, the introduction of Agamus, which is just fantastic. His chemistry with Ransom. Like, I would love to see a buddy cop show featuring Lord Agamus and Ransom. That would be amazing. Yeah. But I excrete us one out. It's a very, very, very short cold open. But it does three things that I absolutely love. I love that they mention that there's another ship caught in a time anomaly and they get a distress call. And then they get a distress right. call. And then they get a distress call. <laughs> it's just so hilarious, the whole time loop bit. It's just good. And then, you know, the Cerritos warping away, leaving the warp core for... It's just fantastic, especially the dialogue leaving up to it and the, you know, the way the Warp Core 4 responds. Oh, we'll be fine. And Tendy's <laughs> like, we'll laugh about this later. And then when they get the re- rescued, Tendy's laughing about it, but everybody else is pissed off. <laughs> it's just good. Yeah, it's that's really solid. That's actually my number four entry. So it almost broke the top three for me. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid one for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this season, though, like overall, the cold opens were like as a whole a lot weaker than season one. Strange though, strange considering they they're getting to the swing of things. Yeah, and well, and I think it kind of holds because there's two episodes this season with no cold open, right? Right. And mm-hmm. I think they're less focused on the cold opens. They've kind of established themselves as a series, so. That's the other thing. There's there's much, much fewer cold opens that have nothing to do with the episode, right? Sure. And I think they've kind of, they've hit their footing, they've established their characters, they've drawn in their audience, so they can just rely on making good episodes, right? Yeah. And they're, I don't know, sometimes I feel like cold opens that have nothing to do with the episode, outside of the premiere, of course, sometimes I feel like those are like just fillers, but I never really know. Yeah. You know, I don't work in, I don't know. We don't know how it actually works. I don't know how these things get made. Cold opener. You know, I I don't know how the sausage gets made. I just know it's delicious, (laughs) and I know there's animal intestines involved, and I try not to think about that. Delicious intestines. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about some in the same. I'm not as salty at any of these that I am about season one, episode one. But there are some just, that I don't get why are kind of so weird and don't that, work. Man. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good cold open. No. I, yeah. It's, well. You know what? It's better than the uh, Kayshawn, his eyes open. Uh, you're, you're a maniac if you don't appreciate a solid sonic shower. I. It's it's a good bit, but it's not a great bit. Yeah. <sighs> just, you're just going to have to accept that you're wrong about that particular one. Okay, so, so anyway. what, what ones did you have problems with? <laughs> Yeah, so there's some. There are the two of my least favorite ones here. That's uh, Mugato Gumato. That's the one where yes, Tendi and uh, uh, or no, Boim- is it Boimler? And Boimler Rutherford and Rutherford go into an Ambu battle with Mariner. Yeah, and they're all like, and they think that they're going to do well because they've been practicing without her knowledge, and then right. she just goes full beast mode. It's like, oh, it's great not having to. Hold- <laughs> 
you know, it's pretty funny. That was like really dark. I found that kind of like I was rewatching you know, these. I was like, oh geez, it definitely went too far. Like the moment where she stabs <laughs> Rutherford. But yeah, on the like, other oh, hand, shit. none of that was life threatening, and I kind of wonder if like you know, in a land of perfect healthcare where like everything can be repaired without long term consequences. Right. Maybe that's not as big of a deal. It's fine. But overall, yeah, yeah like that was definitely Still, down like, there. too much. Right? If it wasn't for yeah. like the Shax moment where he walks in and Boimler and Rutherford are <laughs> He's like, help me. Calling for help. He's like, oh, sorry. I know I'm early. You just do your thing. I'll be over here. <laughs> oh, God. That that makes the yeah. whole scene. That's the only reason I It's better. Yeah, it makes that. it better. <laughs> but the Mariner going out, going too hard. I was like, oh, God, that's a little hard to watch on a, on a repeat viewing. Yeah. And then my second bone to pick is with the first contact episode. Um, that's the one where Mariner is hanging out with uh, her dad, um, and they get the call from Adam Bonobigo, and she's she's just like throwing stuff at all the screens and breaking all the screens. And like I get that I, that joke just didn't really resonate that hard with me. I guess I'm not I'm not really upset at the episode or think yeah. it's out of character. You know, but it's just why like, she would really be doing that. Like she's throwing stuff. I don't know. It just didn't work for me that much, I guess. Wait, wait. Did you say First Contact? First First Contact? Yeah, First Contact. Wait. Is that what the episode's called? Episode 10? Yes. Why am I thinking that's a different episode? That's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That definitely is a very weak intro. It sets up the episode okay, and it's good, yeah. like, Mariner characterization, but yeah, it definitely didn't bring much to the episode. Just, like, the whole throwing and breaking screens, I was like, alright, like, we get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she likes to throw stuff and break screens. It's just, the judge didn't work, I guess. That's all. Okay, shall we move on to season three? Yeah, I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about here. Yeah. God, we talk- it's weird that Wage Juice, I mean, you tried to make the jokey jokes on Wage Juice. Great episode, no cold open. Tried? I hate that I can't talk about it more. Tried to make the jokey jokes? <laughs> you tried? You I tried succeeded, your, you tried son! Succeeded! <laughs> oh. I don't even know why Sarah, I do this with you anymore. It's a big question mark. Um, let's do season three. Uh, we have a moonshine that is flavored. It is banana pudding flavor. And I have to say, when I was pouring this uh, over ice, uh, it's got a thicker consistency. It's yeah. Almost, I, I wouldn't say pudding-like, but it is certainly thicker than the other flavors. It's it's a cream. So when we started this, yeah. I had suggested doing is like strawberry, chocolate, cream, whatever, old right. smoky, mm-hmm. and you couldn't get it. So Couldn't find it, yeah. But this has very much the same consistency, and it's also a much lower proof than the last two things we've been drinking. Mm. Right. But yeah, like it's definitely, it's definitely much more of a cream alcohol. And honestly, I'm looking forward to trying this. So let's let's give it a go. Yeah, let's try it. Whoa, whoa, that's uh, yeah. that tastes like uh, blended bananas. Yeah, it is. Is there alcohol in this? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know what? Though most cream alcohols are like that. I'm just surprised. This thing is like what 17 proof. That's a pretty high alcohol content for how this tastes. This is definitely yeah. one of those dangerous drinks that you need to meteor yourself on. <laughs> yeah. Let's do season three. Season three. Uh, my number three pick is actually episode three, Mining the Mines Mines. What a coincidence. You really? know who else chose Mining the Mines Mines? 
Is your number three spot as well? I'm amazed. I mean, yeah, it is. I was going to make up ah, some okay. gag about no, it's not in my... But, you know, what why lie? You know, I mean... <laughs> well, this episode is the one where the scientists are getting turned to stone. And he drops his tricorder and he, you know, looks up and the scientist sees his seventh grade geology teacher in a toga for some reason. Super creepy. Um, like, is, does anybody <laughs> fantasize about any of their teenage or... I don't remember what 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 year was it for him or school. He was seventh his seventh grade teacher. Yeah. yeah. So does anybody actually so. fantasize about their school age crushes when they're an adult? Yeah, this dude definitely has issues. <laughs> yeah, my favorite part of this is uh, he, she knows about his fanfic yes. about uh, Speedy McWheels. Race car novels, <laughs> Speedy McWheels. <laughs> As so is uh, Mary Stu. Oh, so fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Speedy McWheels, that's like a joke that doesn't feel like it belongs in Star Trek, but the execution of it is so good, I just don't even care. Yeah. It's quite good. But you know, overall, the cold open is good because it is very jokey, right? The whole thing is just jokes. It's characters we've never seen before. But yeah. it's a great opening for the episode, but it also introduces a great misdirect. With the menacing rock guy. It's just, it's great. It's so good. (laughs) I love right after, I mean, we're getting off topic, but right after the cold open, it's like, and then the plot was resolved, and then the Cerrito shows up. (laughs) So good. But uh, but you're right, like the setup, it's a great misdirect for the rest of the episode. Very solid. I love it. Oh, man. But yeah, (laughs) definitely my number three. Yeah. All right, well, number two. Uh, My number two is episode six, Here All Trust Nothing. This is the one where uh, it opens up with the crew preparing some crates of alcohol uh, and Freeman's excited to show up and support uh, another Federation starship at DS9. But guess what? It's not Freeman's assignment. Right when they drop out of warp at DS9, and you get this great in- introductory look at DS9. But, you know, Freeman doesn't give a shit. She says, you know, buy me some time and leaves the bridge. Fantastic and the helmsman episode. is like, what, what should I do? Fantastic. And you know what? Opener. Circle of pylons. Yeah. Circle the pylons and pretend we're in awe. <laughs> Just so yeah, good. Pretend you're in awe. Of course you and go, Shax is like, that's fascist Cardassian <laughs> Isomar. God, you stole it! Best line of the episode. <laughs> it's my pick. Oh, so fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's actually my number one. I thought this was hmm. the best one of the season. And it's it's heavily weighted on tacky Cardassian fascist eyesore but also like I love the fact that they're circling the pylons and you're like okay they're gonna go to the episode and then they cut back to the bridge and the music stops and the freaking pilot is like uh what now and (laughs) Ransom was like just keep circling oh my god fantastic yeah definitely a great job I like that restart the music after that too exactly (laughs) oh so good (laughs) so good that really seals in the joke I love it it was really good yeah you know my my number two and number one were it was a tough decision to make between those two I'm curious to see what your what your uh, is your number one the least dangerous game. I feel like that's it is one. (laughs) It is. It was 100 percent the least dangerous game. Episode two. Um, That's Martrox intro of Batlets and Binuchs. And you know, I love. It starts off. You know, you get a little vision of of Martok. He's you know acting a little creepy and licking his duck tog and and talking about the best part is. good soldier you don't know like i guess if you watch the trailer you can probably figure it out pretty quickly but you don't know it's a game you don't know it's a recording exactly it's just fantastic where it's all like oh man where's this going and then it goes to them playing a vhs game basically yeah 
<laughs> so One of my good. favorite parts, I think my favorite part of this is like, so how many warriors are playing this game? And Tendi's like, four. <laughs> I heard four. <laughs> four. Four. <laughs> Love it. So good. It was so good. That salt that locks it in as my uh, my top uh, entry of season three. Yeah. So I think like man, we really came in like in line on season three. We just swapped like number one and number two. Oh. But you know, what, overall, yeah, something I noticed about watching the season three cold opens, like season by season, they've definitely moved in this direction. But this had way fewer like zany openings, and yeah way fewer non sequiturs i guess it's not really a non sequitur because it's happening at the beginning but like you know not does not follow but does not lead into like a lot of these are very focused on the episode like the episode yeah. uh season three episode one grounded worst cold open of the season but it's all introduction to the episode right it's all yeah. transitional yeah, episode one. That's uh, that's with uh, Mariner smashing plants at her dad's place, right? Yes. Wait, what? No, you said that was season two, episode ten. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it, stop! Uh, I know. I was completely wrong. You're right. That is uh, season three, episode one. It's still the last place you know, in my season at two. At least they're next opens. to each other. And you know what? If it had yeah. been a season two episode, it definitely would have been the worst cold open. But, you know, much like Strange Energies from Season 2, it's a decent transition, right? It sets up where they are at story-wise. And Season 2, Episode 10, First Contact, that ended on a cliffhanger. So you kind of have to pick it up in this season. So I'm going to give this a pass. Still the worst cold (laughs) open. Still accept why they did it. I agree. Yep. That's crazy. We're so much in alignment. That's a, I need to finish off my uh, my banana pudding here, though. It's really tasty. I don't know. I've still got, like, three quarters of a jar. i got a ways to go here. <laughs> You're going to drink the whole jar. Well, that's pretty aggressive. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we've gone through season one, two, three. We still need to talk about our overall top cold open of the show so far. Let's recap what our top three picks are. Because I assume, I mean, I hope your top pick is one of those top three for season one, two. God, this is a hard choice. Yeah. So what are your th- what are your top three then? And well, so we go into your top pick from there. I mean, so season one was Veritas for me. Veritas, right? Yeah, mainly because of I- ice abuse. That juxtaposition, right, of the super dramatic everything, delivery, music, you know, the whole scene, but then the dialogue is ridiculous. <laughs> right. Season two, Strange Energies. I know you didn't like it, but I just thought it was a fantastic introduction. Visually and stunning. my number three pick. You know, mm-hmm. just so much in that episode I loved. Yeah. And then season three, for me, was Here All, Trust Nothing, mainly because of tacky, Cardassian, fascist eyesore. <laughs> that one joke was enough to put it on the top, I mean, I guess. it's just good, you know? And then, you know, the Circle of Pylons is fantastic. So I can already tell you that I don't think we're going to agree. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a given. So what is your top pick then? Oh man, you know what? I honestly, oh, this is a hard choice. A hard uh, pick. You know, I'm going to go with Veritas just because it's so well put together, and it includes all of the characters, and it sets up the episode so well. And 
it kind of disappoints me that only Tendy's gag really hits home. But you know what? Season mm. one, episode eight, Veritas, best cold open. Crazy. Okay. Well, let's talk about my top three. So, or my first pick. So, uh, my top three. So, that's uh, Terminal Provocations from season one with the warp engine whoosh noises with Ransom jumping in at the end. Um, Kayshawn's eyes open with the sonic shower face off between Jet and Mariner. And Least Dangerous Game with the Martok intro of Batlets and Venus. And four. Four. Um, but you know what? Four is not my top pick. My top pick is Terminal Provocations with the warp engine whoosh noises. It's just uh, so good. The comedy's it, on point. It's great. The, jo- the nerdy joke's on point. Comedy's That's on point. Top. It is a part of a running gag throughout the series where, like, Mariner never wants to admit how she's just as, like, nerdy as the rest of the Warp Core <laughs> 4. Right. But, yeah. you know, this is one of those moments where she can't help herself. It's such a great cold open. But, man, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. It's just... It's not your top pick. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's uh, Both of our top picks are from season one. Like you said, like, the, the cold opens are just more on point Yeah, there. the cold opens were definitely better. But, you know, what? I'm not going to vilify the series for that because... In Veritas, that cold open, what does that have to do with the episode, right? Yeah. Terminal provocation, um, what does right. that doesn't have, have anything to do, with, to do the plot. with the episode? They're just, Zero. they're great scenes. And I, you know, I think this is actually something that they could really do um, with the series. Do you remember Short Treks? Sure. I really think they what could do them? a similar, like, every season they have four or five scenes that are like short treks only animated in the lower deck style and just across the series choose to do a scene in tng enterprise ds9 mm. uh voyager discovery lower decks just do scenes right that are all about the comedy and i think they could really create a fantastic like not even like a series, but just like an advertisement for Star Trek as a brand. I think they could really oh, get yeah. a lot of value out of that. I mean, reality is no. You would never get value out of that as a <laughs> massive studio trying to push series. But, I mean, if you do them short enough. Like, some of these um, cold opens, they're less than a minute long. Throw them on YouTube. Yeah. Throw them on, you know, TikTok. Throw them on, you know, whatever and yeah you're just basically creating advertisements that really aren't a part of the main canon but are great scenes you know we frequently reference where it's all like this must happen off scene all the time because it's ridiculous right that would be a great thing to create and just show those scenes you know yeah jordy jordy you know geeking out about the uh nx01's revolutionary warp drive would be fantastic <laughs> that would be really cool you know it's a it's just one step away i know they already put like the first episode of the season free on youtube each season i think this is the next evolution of that i, I am totally on board with that idea you know though i am not on board for putting the first episode of a season on youtube i already have a crack dealer oh. i don't need paramount <laughs> to take on the role as well also i don't really have a crack dealer don't do crack, kids. Drugs are bad. Whatever you say. Yeah. Drugs are bad. Uh, we talked about our favorite cold open. What about your favorite moonshine flavor? You know what? Uh, it's definitely... You know what? Actually, no. I don't know. 
Hunch Punch is really good. I've never actually had it by itself. I've had it in mixers before. And the banana cream, it was really good. But you know what? Yeah. There are other cream moonshines, which didn't even really know cream moonshines were a thing until I started drinking Old Smoky. It's really good. Right. You know what? I, I honestly can't decide. I think uh, my white lightning is certainly out. I thought that just tastes like rubbing alcohol. You need a mix in order to make that. Yes, it's definitely you know, a drinkable. <laughs> but it's one of those things that brings nothing to the mixer, so I'm not sure how good it is as a mixer. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just, just judging from what we've had today. You know, I like the banana pudding a lot, but it is very thick. Um, I'm going to have to go with the hunch punch is my favorite. It just smells and tastes like fruit punch and uh it's also moonshine so you can make it in your bathtub and uh, make your whole house smell like uh, fruit punch i guess my house always smells like fruit punch i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but we've been through we've done, uh, we've done our job here yeah we've been through yeah. our three drinks and our three seasons and you know even though we've disagreed in the end we found common ground and if you want to find common ground with us, you can always find us. Wait, I guess you can't find us on Twitter. We're on X now. Yes, we're on the X. X. I guess for now. Oh come on, Elon! What the fuck, man? X. <sighs> but <laughs> if you've had enough of X, which frankly I can't blame you as, maybe put together a cold open and project it right into Stavros's living room. He loves watching things on the wall from strangers standing in the street, leering at him seductively. I'm a little turned on right now. I mean, that goes without saying. You're turned on 92% of the time. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's stop there. That was terrible. This is why I need to write the cold opens. Cold opens? Oh, my God. The closers in advance! Oh god, is there is cold closers a thing? <laughs> <laughs>